is the Upskies, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the GX Gamer Cast. And you know this guy's happy because Metal Gear Solid Remake has been announced. It's it's real, and I am fucking amped about it, man. So today we are going to take a look at the PlayStation Showcase that just went down this week. Uh, mostly because I don't really have... I'm not done. I have a whole bunch of episodes on the go being built up. They're not done yet, so... Didn't want to do another top 10 so soon, so I was like, fuck, the showcase just went down, people are talking about it, so we're going to spend today's episode talking about that PlayStation showcase, discuss some of the things that were shown, some of the things that maybe weren't shown, and then I'll discuss uh, the things that I thought were pretty fucking awesome in that showcase, so... Uh, before we get into all of that noise, we're going to take a pretty long, extensive look at the things that I've been doing over the last, this is going to be over the last two weeks, because I was off uh, a couple of weeks from work for my knee surgery, I was able to watch and play a little bit more than I would normally, so um, we got some shit to talk about here, so um, buckle in. So I've watched a whole bunch of shit over the last couple weeks uh so last week i talked about starting band of brothers that bitch is done i'm finished it in fucking credible oh my god dude and the episode that when i was on reddit they were talking about the best episodes of television ever made the episode that was mentioned in there is called baston I 100% agree that might be one of the best episodes of television i have ever seen in my life fucking my heart my heart rate was so high i was at the on the edge of my couch just like holy shit this is fucking insane what an incredible fucking docu-series mini-series whatever have you like you get little testimonies little uh interview clips from the actual men that were in like the whole show is about these guys like the real guys they have they're talking at the beginning of the episode and they're telling you shit and then you go into the episode it's fucking mind-blowing man and when when they get into baston and french in, in france and they're and they're just trying to survive in the cold and they got no food they got no way to keep themselves warm and you're just dug into these fucking holes in the ground just praying to the gods that you don't get blown up by something and i mean dude when the fucking tanks came through the tree lines and through the fog that was one of the most intense like that my heart rate dude oh my god i was so i was so in man it was amazing and i don't remember the dude's name but he takes over as um as like the the leader or something at one point when uh other guy basically loses his mind and like completely fucking chokes and he's starting to get everybody killed and they fucking like hey you're out of ch- this guy's in charge this dude just goes running in right at the germans runs right through a town the germans are just like what the fuck and he runs to the other side and then he comes back it was like that dude was incredible the cast of characters in band of brothers was amazing uh, absolute spectacle to watch like visually incredible i mean it's definitely movie quality uh, put onto television. Like, it's uh, very similar. If you've seen Saving Private Ryan, it's very similar to that. It's all made by the same people and shit. So, if you like Saving Private Ryan, haven't seen Band of Brothers yet by chance, you got to watch it. So, my highest recommenda- recommendation for Band of Brothers, absolutely incredible television. Every episode, I think it's 10 episodes, they're all amazing. Uh, the best ones, I think, is episode 5 and 6. Those in particular were incredible. The second episode with the, the storming of Normandy, amazing. The characters, like I said, they're so good. And it's a show that, like, the second I finished it, I wanted to rewatch the whole thing again because 
the way that you are dealing with the characters throughout the show, you don't necessarily, like, they don't have the spotlight maybe in the first couple episodes, then they start to show up a little more in later episodes, and people are getting promoted and shit, so you're like, oh, I, I don't recall what he was doing in episode two, and then, so it's a very, I understand completely when people are like, oh yeah, I watched that show at least once a year, rewatch that. It's a very rewatchable show, because there's so much going on. Amazing. Absolutely incredible. So I finished that, and then I heard that there was another show that um, by the same creators of Band of Brothers, they made another show called The Pacific, which is about the Pacific part of the World War II war, which, I mean, um, <clears throat> Band, of, Band of Brothers, excuse me, that's with the um, Airborne Division, and they're mostly fighting in Europe, France, and stuff like that. This one, you're with the with some Marines, and they're on the in the Pacific and they are fighting the Japanese and um goddamn this this shit is some good stuff too now so far I don't think it's as good as Band of Brothers but it is still very very good if you watch Band of Brothers and maybe you don't know about the Pacific I've never heard a single person ever talk about this show before I've every time Band of Brothers comes up this one has never come up before so it it popped into my recommendations like what is this and started watching it hell yeah dude great cast of characters so far uh, one episode, the third episode, I just didn't like it. Flat out didn't like that episode. It's kind of a, a let, let, like a, a let me up episode. It's complete. It's like they, they get take it. They get to have a little detour in Australia and basically like they meet some women and then they have to leave. And it was like, okay. I mean, I, I wasn't really into that one. I was just kind of like, okay, what are we doing here? But I would have to say there's a substantial amount more killing. I would have to say in this one, there's a lot more, just a lot more death going on. I mean, I obviously it's a war show. I'm just saying in comparison to band of brothers, I feel like I've already watched more death in uh, the Pacific than I have in Band of Brothers. It's not a bad thing. It's just, it's a little bit different. And uh, so far, I think I'm six episodes in. Really, really good shit. Another highly recommended show. Band of Brothers is better though, so far. And then I finished, I did another show, True Detective. uh, The one with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Uh, Every little once in a while, probably once a month, I hear about this show. Uh, Someone on a podcast will just be like, oh God, that first season especially was incredible. I'm like, ugh. So I, I'll, I'll say now, I really just don't like uh, cop shows, detective shows, anything like that. Never watch CSI, no NC, double I, none of that crap. No, tw- no 24, nothing like that. I don't like them. I find them all very, very, very similar. If you watch one cop show, you've probably seen everything. I just find them very copy and paste, same fucking thing over and over again. The only thing that interests me is... Whoever they're going after, that's generally the only character that has any sort of differences between every other character. I find every cop is the same guy. Oh, I'm a single, oh, I'm a divorced man. I drink heavily now and all this shit. And it had that, you know, but the acting in True Detective, I mean, um, Matthew McConaughey's character, very, very cool character. I highly enjoyed that. The show overall, I mean, like I said, it's not really up my alley. I watched it. I enjoyed it. It was good. I thought it was good. And that, and that coming from a guy that just straight up doesn't like these kind of shows, I guess that means it's probably really good. So, I mean, I'll recommend it with a grain of salt being that, like, as long as you like these shows, I guess, like, yeah, it was it was good. Like, I enjoyed it. There's some pretty 
interesting things going on there. Some very questionable things, especially with Woody Harrelson's character. Like, what the fuck was that guy thinking? Like, your wife is a bombshell. Why are you cheating? Okay, anyway, uh, it was good, man. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And I don't think I'm going to watch any more of it. Honestly, like I've heard that season two is is pretty rough and then season three is good. That's what my wife told me. But yeah, I mean, I fell asleep a handful of times watching this one. So I don't know. It just didn't really pull me in. So I, I'm just not going to continue on with that. Um, continuing on, I started watching Welcome to Wrexham. That is the show that has Ryan Reynolds and... Um, I can't remember his first name, but um, Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, his last name, it's McElhenney, but I don't remember his first name for some reason. It's good. I've only watched, like, I think five or six episodes in. It's entertaining. It's nice. It's um, it, it's good. I mean, it's just a nice, simple story. Like, they buy this soccer league that's in a really low tier, and they're trying to build it back up because it's a very prestigious team with a very prestigious uh, stadium that they play at and you get to go around the town you're meeting the the town folks and then ryan reynolds and and mclean are being funny it's it's pretty good i like it so far there's still a lot of episodes left it's like i think it's like 15 episodes for the season they're like they're 20 29 minute long episodes it's solid man something decent if i have like 20 minutes like oh, i'll just pop on an episode of this it's solid i like it so far i'm gonna keep going with it i also started i watched and finished uh, that Conor McGregor miniseries that was on Netflix, and uh, I did not like it. Uh, I was not a fan. I didn't like the message that was going out through that show. And like, I'm a, I was a I was a huge Conor McGregor guy. Like, of course, like who wasn't when that guy was coming up? He was so entertaining. He was such a such an entertaining guy, man. He really changed the UFC for me. Like, I that's he's basically the one that got me like super duper into it. I was into it before with like Chuck Liddell, Rampage Jackson, uh, Anderlay, um, fuck, not him. Uh, anyway, all those guys. And then it kind of went a little quiet for me for a bit. And then Conor McGregor came and he brought me back in. But um, honestly, man, I just, I didn't like the documentary. It really felt like just a rich dude flashing off all this money and his lavish lifestyle. And like, yeah, he's trying like... He's saying the, the usual shit. Like, oh, I want to get back as a fighter and I want to get back in there and be the best. But... I mean, it's it's very clear that I mean the UFC, it, the competition has just left him in the dust. Like I don't, I personally just don't think Conor McGregor is ever going to get back to that level. I think he can go back into the UFC. Personally, I just don't know why he would do that. Like I understand he's a competitive guy and all that shit, but now that he's got the money, he's made more. Mo- he's got to be one of the richest, if not the richest, UFC fighter of all time. Banked in the money with that boxing match with Floyd Mayweather and. Ever since then, man, like, I've watched all of his fights after, seen every Conor McGregor fight, and it's just not there no more, man. It's not there. The fact, like, I think the big thing that he's missing now is that when you're fighting, there's a huge difference in fighting poor and fighting rich. When you're rich, he, you're just not going to have the drive. I don't care what he says, and he says it a hundred times in the documentary. Ah, oh, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. Okay, that's fine, but... I just, I'm not buying what he was selling in that documentary. I think he should just enjoy your life, man. Like, you did it. You did the thing. You were, like, why would you want to go back and, you know, get your face punched in? I just think the level of, the UFC, it moves so fast, man. Like, one day you're the greatest fighter, and then the next day you get your head kicked off, and then you're done. That's it. Same thing that happened to Ronda Rousey, man. She was the most dominant woman until she wasn't, and then she was done. 
she just couldn't win no more. And I, the same thing kind of going with Conor McGregor. And I think some of it definitely has to do with his injuries now. Like that, that horrible leg break that he had. Like, I think honestly that bam, that's, he will never be, he will never be the elite fighter that he was after an injury like that. It's, he's just, it's just not going to be there, man. Like I like the guy. I, I didn't like the show, but I still respect Conor McGregor quite a bit. But, um, I just think you should just, you know, just enjoy your life now, man. Like you don't need to fight. And I don't know, man. And even when he does come back and you watch, you watch the comparison of the, of his press conferences before the money versus the press conferences after the money. It's just not there. That fire, he's trying to light that fire, but it's just not there. It's not there. And what is there? It's not the real flame, not that original flame that made Conor McGregor the baddest man on the planet. So Nothing against him. I enjoyed that the prime of Conor McGregor in the UFC. It was so much fun. My guy is Shane O'Mac. Sugar Shane. Sugar Sean O'Malley, baby. That's my boy right here until he gets all the money and, and he disappears. But, I mean, it was... I didn't like it. So, I'm not going to recommend it unless you just want to watch a dude fucking, you know, have a whole shitload of money and say that he still got it when he doesn't. So, that's... I just didn't enjoy it. Uh, movies. Oh, wait, one more show, that Netflix golf show. I don't remember the name of it right now, but it's good. I like it. I think the F1 show is way better. Uh, it's just more interesting to me personally, but I don't know a fucking thing about golf, so I'm definitely learning a lot. Uh, I know a lot about that live golf thing, so a lot of that's been being discussed uh, during the documentary. And uh, yeah, no, it's very interesting. I don't know anybody's name aside from Tiger Woods. I've heard of that guy. And Phil Mickelson, heard of that guy. Everyone else don't know who the fuck they are. They're pretty boring people, but... Um, the golf is good, man. Some of the shots they make, absolutely mind-blowing. Like, my wife and I, we're both like, wow, like, what a fucking shot some of these guys are making. It's entertaining. I like it. It's it's good, and we're going to finish that show. And movie-wise, I'll watch one movie, All Quiet on the Western Front. That is a Netflix movie, war movie, uh, different style. So, this is a German film. And uh, it takes your, it's uh, World War One, and you are on the side of your, they're German soldiers. They go into the war very, very late. And uh, literally the ending of this movie is the actual, like, the ending of the war. So it's like right up until the final hour, there is a treaty that was signed and the war was to end at 11 o'clock. And then the, the German commander, crazy guy, decides he's going to have one more fucking final go at everybody and then they it's it was a good fucking movie man i really did enjoy it uh not my favorite war movie i think there's other better war movies and this one may not be for everybody uh because uh me personally uh the normal way that netflix has it going out um it's um it has the english voice over but it's it, it it's all in german so i it ended up bugging me cuz the 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 mouth was off the the syncing was off cuz they're speaking german but it's coming out english so i switched it over to just have it original with the english subtitles on the bottom i preferred it more that way it just came off better and for some fucking weird reason with the english sub the english voiceover it was all british like British accents and everything. And it was just, it was really throwing me off. It was really taking me out of it. And I, I know some people are probably not bothered by that stuff at all, but it was really getting to me. It was taking me out of it. So I just put it to its native 
German. I just had the German and I read the English subtitles. I felt that was, I, I, I watched probably like the first 20, 25 minutes of it, the way that with the German, with the British voiceover. And I was just like, what the, I'm not liking this. And then I changed it over and I was like, okay, that's better. That's much better. Really good movie though. Powerful message, really sad. Like, I'm not going to say it was like, I was crying or anything, but I was just like, fuck, like no way. Like at the end, like the ending was fucking kind of devastating right so it's a war movie man like it's, it's always gonna be sad and war is terrible but it was a good fucking movie it's on netflix i recommend it good movie it's a little long you know i mean all movies are pretty long now but it flew by it was a just a well done movie very well shot good acting and yeah man it was it was quite good there's some really good moments as well there's a tank scene um kind of similar to the tanks from uh band of brothers almost similar to that this one Almost as intense, but uh, it was good, man. It was a really good scene, like the movie. All right, so that's everything that I watched this week. Let's uh, talk about some video games. Not much has changed on that front. Still playing through Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Still really, really enjoying that. Just taking my time with it, man. Just really exploring everything. I'm not playing it every single day. I'm still playing other things, just... I don't know. I, I'm really honestly just trying to take it slow because who knows how long it's going to be until the next, next Legend of Zelda. So I'm just trying to enjoy this nice fucking long game. So really good. I'm starting to unlock more things. I I barely have any of the map uncovered still. And yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to do. And I'm still discovering new shit. Um spent a lot of time down in the depths the other day and I was not having a good time, man. I don't know. I couldn't find, like, when you go down the depths, you're supposed to find this, like, tree and then you you touch the tree and it kind of brightens everything up and shit. This one area that I was down into, I think it was, like, uh, Twin Peaks or some shit like that. I don't remember, but I couldn't find anything down there. It was just black as hell. I couldn't find any tree roots and then I did find one, but it was, like, way, 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 way too high up and I spent, like, an hour and a half. I shit you not, like, an hour and a half trying to build, like, this rocket balloon to try and get me up there and that just wasn't fucking happening, dude. So, I wait. I literally played it for an hour and a half and did, got nothing done and I was just, like, I was fine with that. I was, like, I had fun but I was, like, fuck. (laughs) Jesus Christ. The game's a masterpiece, man. Like, it's amazing. Uh, there's so much that you can do and everything that you come up to, there's so many solutions to the problem. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So blown away by this game. Let me know how you're doing with the game if you're playing it. Surprisingly, a handful of people that I know are had not gotten it yet and they're they're just waiting. They're like, oh, I'm in no rush. I'm like, wow. I was like, good for you, man. You got some you got some willpower because I was like, I couldn't fucking wait for this game. I had to dive right into it. So still playing that, still enjoying it quite a bit. Persona 4, still going with that game. Fucking love it, man. I think Persona 4 is an excellent video game. Really, really enjoying it. Don't like it as much as 5. And Teddy has continued to get a little bit better. He's now turned into a real boy. He's not just a teddy bear anymore. And he's still fairly annoying, but not as bad. So I still really like that game. I just got to the dungeon now where um, you go into it and it's kind of like an old school video game inside. So it's really fucking cool. Great game, man. I love it. Every Play it every other day or something when I'm falling a little bit behind on podcasts. Great podcast game, especially when you're dungeon crawling because you can spend hours in, that, in the dungeons. So really enjoying Persona 4. If you played Persona 5, really enjoyed it. Haven't played any of the other ones. I highly recommend Persona 4. It's very similar, obviously, because it's a Persona game, but 
great cast of characters for the most part. And I really enjoy the story. The story is dark and yeah, it's quite dark. So I'm really good shit. Speaking of dark, I also started playing Final Fantasy VI, the Pixel Remaster. That game's got a bit of a dark story going on right now. I mean, everybody, that Kefka guy just poisoned like a whole entire fucking kingdom and everyone's dead. I was like, God damn. But I'm digging this game man like i play i started it a few years ago on my 3ds and it just wasn't hitting with me that was probably that was like the og one i'm guessing that all the quality of life updates that have came in this pixel remaster uh the speed increases the the text speed like basically just speed the game up and like oh fuck yeah dude i am in i was not expecting to be so in i'm already like like five or six hours into it i'm like way 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 further than i ever was the first time that i played it and yeah i was a little bit afraid because i wasn't digging it the first time that i played it i was afraid oh shit maybe i don't like this nope we're good we're good to go the pixel remaster thank you so much for releasing those really enjoying final fantasy 6 looks great the music is out of control writing up an episode for it as we speak so um once i'm finished that there'll be a that'll be part of the the retro backlog series even though it's the pixel remaster it's still final fantasy 6 so be doing an episode on that whenever i get through it fucking really good man this very well could be it could it could make a sh- make a run at chrono trigger this is some really good shit so yeah highly recommend the final fantasy 6 pixel remaster and yeah i probably will be playing through at some point 1 through 5 I've never played most of those. I played Final Fantasy 1 way back in the day, but never finished it, obviously. And yeah, so I'm going to go through 1 through 5. I think I want to do 6, and then I want to try out 8 and see what's going on with that mess before I go back to another uh, Pixel Remaster one. Don't know which one I'm going to... I might just go from 1 to 5 and just work my way up. Had to do 6, though, man. You don't... I've been waiting to play this game in a, in a way that I would enjoy it because there's, like, you can get it on... You can, like, hack it. You can download it on the internet. Don't want to do that. There's, like, a mobile version. I was like, fuck no, don't want that. I just want it handheld and finally came on the Switch. I'm like, yes. So, really, really enjoying that. And that is everything that I've been up to over the last two weeks. Kind of a hefty. I got a lot of watching done. I did a whole lot of sitting on my ass doing nothing, basically, because I had to. So... There you go. That's uh, that's all that shit. So let me know what you guys have been up to over the last week. Shows, movies, anything, video games that you've been playing. You've been playing Zelda. Let me know how you're liking it so far. And I think it is time. Let's talk about this PlayStation Showcase because people are pretty upset with it. And uh, let's find out why. guess we will uh, start out with the bad stuff and and i'll try and understand why everyone's so upset because i admittedly i'm not a big showcase guy i I used to watch e3 every now and again but honestly like the final nail in the coffin was when they showed off the elder scrolls 6 thing and we all knew that we all know that the game isn't even fucking it's so far away i was like that's it like i am tired of these showcases showing off shit that's four or five years away and i'm like i'm not having it and i'm not a bit i don't like getting on the hype train that much and i don't like i don't want to get too hyped up because personally for me games are just too fucking expensive brand new now like for me a canadian i just bought legend of zelda 
that was one of the rare games that I was willing to buy brand new. And uh, it costs over a hundred fucking dollars in Canada to buy one video game. So it's extremely expensive. It's something that I avoid like the plague because if I, I can get six quality good games that are half a year or a year old and I can get them half price or cheaper, or I can just get the game, play it right now, and then be done with it, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't like buying new video games. It has to be, it has to hit a lot of criterias for me. So for me personally, I avoid these shows so that I don't get too hyped up about things that are upcoming. But I mean, this one was a little unavoidable. Everyone was so damn hyped up about this showcase because we haven't had one in so long. So everyone was expecting the biggest, craziest, most out of control showcase of all time because, oh, they must have been building up the showcase for two years. And yeah, it came out and people were disappointed because it didn't show off a lot of the stuff that people were hoping for. So a lot of uh, big developers for Sony weren't there got nothing out of Naughty Dog, so no trailer or anything for The Last of Us. I forget what the hell it's called, but um, I'm not really interested in that game. I think it's called Factions. If it's if it's a multiplayer-only game, then yeah, I have zero interest in that. I don't care if it's got The Last of Us. Just not interested in multiplayer-only games. They take up too much of my time. If I want to get into a multiplayer game, yeah, basically got to drop everything else and just dedicate yourself to getting good at that game. I generally won't I won't have enough friends that are going to be all interested in the same game and yeah, it's just I'm not a multiplayer guy and this is bad because I mean, Sony has come out and they said that the uh, 60% of their upcoming budget is going to be dedicated to games as a service and and online gaming games and shit like that and yeah, they showed off a lot of that throughout the showcase. I mean, I'm not I I'm not going to lie, none of them really tickled my pickle whatsoever. I mean, Bungie's game that they they're bringing back I don't care the one game that looked like Splatoon but with soapy bubbles or something don't care about it not worried about it anything multiplayer wise I'm not I'm not there for it it's just not for me but there were there were games that that were interesting to me and I'll talk about them a little bit later but let's continue onward with the complaining so obviously no naughty dog there people were very upset about that and a lot of other people weren't there either man I mean not uh, Santa Monica. Uh, I wasn't. I don't think many people were expecting them to really do anything too crazy. But they're one of the big Sony developers, and we. I didn't see anything out of them. Um, nothing from Blue Point. I was. I really like Blue Point. They're they're the ones that like to do a lot of the remakes. And Metal Gear Solid Three. They got the remake announced for that. Uh, some question marks behind who is going to be making that game and we still don't have that answer it could still very well be blue point but i don't think it's going to be blue point might be on the verge of getting upgraded from making remakes and whatnot and actually just going on and doing their own thing and and work on their own projects i think they've they've earned the right to go on and do that they've made some really good remakes and um yeah so nothing out of blue point that kind of had me like oh I, I like what they do they do some really good shit uh, we got nothing from uh, the Death Stranding team, so no trailer, no announcement for anything on Death Stranding 2, which I'm fine with because I haven't even played Death Stranding 1 yet. I'm still very on the fence about that game. Everything that I heard about it, it just sounds like really silly, but I really, I don't, I can't really say much about it because I haven't played it, so I, I'll have to try it. I can't really knock it until I try it, right? But. 
I haven't heard very many good things about it. A lot of people just say it's a fucking walking simulator, and it's like, oh, great. Um, Yeah, I don't know, but it's got fucking Norman Reedus in it, right? So that guy's awesome, and it's made by Kojima, so I, I love Metal Gear Solid. I know it's not Metal Gear Solid, but... They're always really weird, strange games, and uh, people were upset that there was no word on Death Stranding 2 or anything like that. So that was going on. Again, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. And also nothing from Ben's studio. They're the people that made Days Gone. Again, another game that I have not played yet. Another game I'm very on the fence about. I mean, the main reason with that one is... I hear a lot of complaints about how long that game is and how much it drags on and on and on. They're saying it's like a 50, 60 hour game. I'm like, ugh, just really, really not in the mood. If it's going to be a mediocre, like meh game, I really don't want to waste 50 plus hours on it. And yeah, you could just drop the game, but I'm notoriously... I just I just don't do that. I usually if I start a game, I'm I'm dedicated to it. I'm gonna finish it. If even if I don't like it, I would have to really really not like it to to stop playing it altogether. But yeah, people were upset that there was nothing from from them as well. I mean, I I again I haven't played the game, so I don't really know what I'm missing right there. And I I am on the on that concern side with how much uh, PlayStation is going into this games as a service thing and online gaming because I think there it's so easy for that to fail because we've seen so 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 many games come out and then within weeks or a month or two it's a wasteland everyone's gone that that developer or company they start laying off all the people and it's a fucking big disaster because everyone's just trying to make the next whatever it's called, fuck Apex or Fortnite. Everyone wants to make the next one of those. And we're going to see a whole lot of those games. And I mean, the main reason why I love Sony so much is because they're such an incredible single player platform. I mean, they have so many great single player exclusive games, like so much of that. And it looks like they're kind of putting that on the back burner a little bit, which I'm fine with because, you know, we all know the PlayStation formula of the third third-person, over-the-shoulder action, story-driven video games. There's been uh, an abundance of those, and a lot of franchises that Sony has have been following under that same formula. Now, personally, I played a lot of them. I don't... I understand that it's fairly similar, but the games are different enough. I mean, Horizon and Ghost of Tsushima, fairly similar, but there's definitely enough differences that I was able to enjoy both of those series for their own things. I don't think that they're copying, pasting everything, but they definitely have a theme. They definitely have their theme and they're going with it. And now they want to maybe try and do what Xbox has been doing, see if they can get into that online gaming thing. And I'm not huge on like the up-to-date new stuff, but I have been hearing about uh, that Xbox was trying to secure the rights to Call of Duty for like a ridiculous 10-year exclusive deal or something like that. And Sony was like, fuck no, you're not doing that. That's basically going to end us if if Xbox gets the rights to Call of Duty. I was like, okay, that's fine. I mean, again, I am completely off the multiplayer train. Like, I don't play multiplayer games, just really have no, no appeal for them anymore. I just don't have the time for it. And everyone else seems to have too much time for them. When I play them, everyone's too good. And I get mad and I don't like losing. So, fuck them. So this has me concerned a little bit about the future of what Sony is going to be doing and if this is all going to come back in their face or maybe... I'm a little bit more scared that it is very successful and then they just start going all about 
games as a service, and I fucking hate that shit, man. I hate battle passes, I hate season passes, I hate downloadable content. I mean, if I'm dropping $100 on your game and you release any content after I purchase that game, I should get that content. I shouldn't have to pay another $50, $60 for your season pass, and then some season passes, like, they only end up releasing, like, one thing of content, which was worth like $15 and you spent $60 on a pass and it didn't release anything. Like, I just don't like it. I don't like this games as a service. I don't like how it's been going. And that's basically why I got off the train before all that shit went down. So like, I don't know anything about Fortnite, Apex, none of that stuff. Don't care about it. Yeah, I mean, people were pissed and a lot of people are calling it the worst showcase of all time. And I think people are just a little bit this is, see, I, I'm on the other side. Like, I'm like, I thought it was pretty decent. I watched a little bit of it. I I tuned in maybe about 10, 15 minutes into the show, and it was already kind of underway, and I watched a little bit in the middle there. I happened to, wa- I got to see the Metal Gear Solid reveal, which I was fucking creaming for all over the place, because a few episodes, a few weeks ago, I did uh, top 10 remakes that I want, and Metal Gear Solid 3 was, like, the one that I wanted, and yeah, I'm extremely amped that they are going to be doing Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. A little bit disappointed in the trailer, obviously. I think a lot of us are. They really didn't show anything at all. It was a straight-up cinematic trailer with, like, bugs going through the jungle and then a snake-eating things and then snake-eating the snake-eating... You know what I'm saying? It was... Like, I knew exactly what it was the second it started. I'm like, oh my god, this is it. And it was. Now, the problem was, we, we didn't get a developer. We don't know who's making this game. We don't know when it's coming out, which is which sucks. I mean, you, you really want to have a date on these things. But Silver Lining, I mean, at least it's coming. It makes me feel like then, if this is a, is a success, then I'm really hoping that they're going to do this for Metal Gear Solid 1. Because that game is dying for a modern remake, man. Like, we have the one that was on the GameCube, Twin Snakes. Just unobtainable, man. That game is insanely expensive, insanely hard to find. And, uh, man, I want it more than anything, but I, I'm dying for a Metal Gear Solid 1 remake. The only way that I played that game, I played the original on the PlayStation. It was fucking hard to get through. It is a game that does not stand the test of time. Very difficult to get through. So that game... More than I think any of the games in the Metal Gear Solid franchise, that one, oh my god, I want it so bad. So I'm hoping that they're going to do this in order, because if they're starting with 3, that would be the first one in the in the timeline that I'm familiar with. So it'd be um, 3, 1, 2, 4. And, I mean, I'd be down. If they're going to go to Metal Gear Solid 4, I don't know if they're going to do that one in particular. It doesn't necessarily need a remake, but I mean, it has been since the PS3, so... I don't know, maybe if they can tweak some of those um, very long cutscenes. I know people are, the game is so notorious for those long cutscenes. And honestly, I was talking to my friend Billy about it the other day. I was like, they're not that, like, they are long. Absolutely, they're like an episode of television. They're very long, but I thought they were excellent. I played through Metal Gear Solid 4 three times. And the only one that I found skippable was the initial extremely long cutscene that you have with the weapon guy who tries to explain to you in full detail without skipping one singular detail how all that shit works. That one's skippable. But I think all the other ones, like with Raiden, doing, like, destroying all those gecko things and fucking breakdancing with them, like, oh my god. And some of the... Some of the cutscenes, uh, the longer ones, especially with... Well, I'm not going to get too into it without spoiling anything, but there's very emotional cutscenes, man. Very, very emotional cutscenes. Very well done. I loved them, so... But 
If they, they could probably trim those down a bit and, yeah, make it a little bit more digestible for the uh, modern person to watch. Because you know the damn kids these days with their with their TikToks and whatnot. You can't, can't keep your eyes focused on something for more than eight seconds, you know what I'm saying? Just kidding. But... Obviously, I'm very, very excited for Metal Gear Solid. I really would have liked to seen some gameplay. My big thing that... The only thing that I really want updated in these Metal Gear Solid games, like, just please update the controls because trying to play the 1, 2, or 3 Metal Gear Solid, it's so fucking tough because in Metal Gear Solid 4, they introduced, like, the crouch walking, so... Prior to that, all you can do, it's rather you're running or you're on the ground crawling and there's like nothing in between and you needed that in between thing because like crawling around everywhere is so slow. It's so painfully slow and if you want to run, you're going to get caught. So they introduced the crouch walking in four and that was a game changer. So bring that in, update the controls, make everyone happy. I don't know if when, when and if they ever get to Metal Gear Solid 2. Maybe they can fix up Raiden and make him uh, more manageable and make him so that not everybody in the world hates that guy's guts. Like, I understand. He was, yeah, he was an annoying fucking shithead in Metal Gear Solid 2, but I know him from Metal Gear Solid 4, so he's a badass in my eyes. Can't wait to see what is going to happen with Metal Gear Solid. I was beyond devastated to, um, I was hoping that they were going to release the the trilogy 1, 2, and 3 on PlayStation Plus. That was the plan, but that's not coming until fucking fall in the autumn. I'm like, damn, dude, that's so far away. Like, god damn it. Uh, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty disappointed by that news. I, I'm really craving to play Metal Gear Solid, so I'm probably just going to try and do Metal Gear Solid 5 for the fourth time and see if fourth time is the charm because, I don't know, that game just has not hit with me, and uh, I, I want it to. I want it to hit with me really, really badly because everyone that talks about that game, we all know that Kojima got knocked off of the project like midway most, most of the way through, and then the back half of the game just falls off of a cliff. I, I know about that. I just want to do the gameplay because apparently the gameplay is the best in the series and I want to I want to try. I got really far into it one time, like 15 hours, and I don't know what the fuck happened. So really want to try and get through that game. And uh, so let's talk about some of the stuff that I thought was pretty cool that I'm kind of looking forward to that I saw in this showcase. Now, there was like 36 games showcased in here. So if I don't talk about the game that you liked, I mean... A lot of it was PSVR stuff, so I don't have that. I don't intend to ever buy the PSVR, so I'm not interested in any of those. I mean, seeing that Resident Evil 4 is going to be on there, that's fucking sick. Um, have they done Resident Evil 8 yet? I thought I don't know if they've done that one yet, but th- that should also hopefully get a VR thing. And um, and then a lot of it was multiplayer stuff, so I'm, I'm not really interested in any of the multiplayer stuff. So obviously the Metal Gear Solid remake, is that's the big one for me. Spider-Man 2, that was kind of the big thing of the showcase. Everyone knew that it was coming and they were going to have, they're going to spend some time with this game. And they spent arguably a little bit too much time. They gave us like, what, a 10, 12 minute like demo. And yeah, it looks, looks fantastic. Like I'm not surprised. Like I'm just going to wait patiently. I still have to play through Spider-Man Miles Morales. But the good thing about Spider-Man 2 is that this is a full on PS5 game. It's not going to be compatible compatible with ps4 so they're not going to have to hold back or anything like they did with uh, the other spider-man games so and it looks like 
it definitely got the upgrade. It looks a lot better, and it looks, yeah, it definitely looks good. I'm very, very excited for it. It's not going to be a day one purchase for me or anything like that. Uh, I'm probably going to do the same thing that I did with Spider-Man the the first game, and I'm just going to wait for all the DLC to come out, and then probably pick up the Game of the Year version with everything in one package. That's, that's how I did it with the last one. It worked out really good for me, so we'll see how long I'm able to wait, and um, I'm hoping that game's going to be a banger. I hope it's going to be the big one for Insomniac, because I st- I'm shocked that people... The way that people talk about Insomniac, how they're like, oh, they're not, they're like good, but not great. I'm like, bitch, they're one of the most consistent motherfucking company. I I love Insomniac. I think all their games are like nine out of tens, like lots of nines out of tens. Everyone's like, oh, they're more like seven and a half, eights. I'm like, that's crazy. Like all the Ratchet and Clank games are great. Um, did they do Ghost of Tsushima? I don't remember, but fuck, man. Insomniac's excellent. Spider-Man is unbelievable. Oh, and the other one that people were upset that they didn't see, we saw No Wolverine, which is, you know, it's going to be similar to Spider-Man, but with Wolverine in it. I mean, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, I've never been big on X-Men. I mean, I, di- I liked the cartoon back in the day, but I never liked the movies. I, tr- I tried so many times to watch the movies. I remember watching the first X-Men when I was like, Fuck, it must have been seven years old. I think the first one came out in 2000. And I liked that one. And then the rest of them, I just couldn't do it, man. Like, X2, I hated it. X3, hated it. I, I tried to watch X2, like, six times and just couldn't get through it. Like, I just kept falling asleep. It was so boring. Yeah, never really been big on X-Men. Some of those Wolverine movies were pretty all right. I think, I think it's called Logan. I don't know. That one was decent. Whatever one that's super, they're all violent, but whatever. Uh, that wasn't there, so that made people upset. I think the big problem was that people just get too hyped up for this shit. They expect the world, and when they don't get it, they get angry, and uh, I don't know. I thought it was decent, but all right, let's talk about some of the other shit that I thought was good. Obviously, Spider-Man 2, everyone's crazy about, but Dragon's Dogma 2 got my eyebrow raised because Dragon's Dogma has always been on my radar. I actually bought Dragon's Dogma not long ago, like just three, four weeks ago I bought it. And I've always wanted to play it. I've always, always been interested in it. I just keep hearing, uh, every time they re-release it on something, I I always hear bad things about the re-releases. And I don't want to track down a PS3 version or something. But the game has always intrigued me. The combat always looked really, really fucking cool. I like the way that they're like climbing these creatures. And I don't know, man. The combat always looked really good. looked like... A game that's really up my alley. And then the trailer for Dragon's Dogma 2 started off. I was like, whoa, this shit looks really good. Gets announced, it's Dragon's Dogma 2. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, that game is definitely, definitely going to be on my radar. I hope that they improve on the first Dragon's Dogma. Because I really liked what was going on in that game. I gots to play it. I really, really do. And see what, what that game's all about. But... I hear from the people that have played it. They really, really like it. And um, I, I imagine they're quite excited to see a Dragon's Dogma 2 uh, coming out. I didn't hear a whole lot of excitement behind this one. I don't think there's all that much love behind it. But I'm I'm pretty fucking excited for that one. I'm not going to lie. I, even though I haven't played Dragon's Dogma, it's just been a game that I've always had on my radar. A little bit almost like Catherine. Catherine I've been aware of since it came out. And it took me like 12 years to finally get it. And when I played it, it was excellent. I fucking loved it. I Now, Dragon's Dogma and Catherine are very, very different games. But I'm hoping that if 
you know, I can get a similar situation. You know, play Dragon's Dogma, love it, and then I can get maybe in and around when Dragon's Dogma Dragon's Dogma Two comes out. Maybe that'll be when I try out the first game. I have no idea when it's coming out. Probably eight years from now, but when it comes out, I'll be interested in it. Uh, another game that's been shown off uh, for for a little bit now. It's called Plucky Squire. Uh, kind of the first time that I've seen it, and right away I got like chicory vibes. Uh, kind of the art style of that game looks very chicory like. There was quite a few uh, indie games that were showcased here, and um, a lot of them, I mean, look really cool. But I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of them. I just kind of wanted to do Plucky Squire because it looked really interesting to me. So. I don't like to um, watch too much of the trailers either because I, I like to go into games like very, very blind. I just, I like discovering things on my own. I don't know. That's just kind of how I am. But uh, that game, the art style looked really cool. So I, I put that on the list. Look, it kind of got my eye. Uh, another one's called Sword of the Sea. So this one's from the creators of Journey and Abzu. And I mean, a little bit of uh, admittance here. I've never played Journey. I've never played... Flower. I never played. I never played Abzu. I haven't played anything from this creator. Not gonna lie. So um, this one looks really interesting. It looks like Journey, but on a skateboard. Like you're riding around these sandy dunes, and then oh, there just happens to be a big vert ramp here. It's like okay, why not? So the game looks beautiful. It looks very calming. It'd be something that like man, I'd love to get a whole bunch of shrooms into me and just fucking play that game and zone out, go to a different dimension, you know what I'm saying? But game looks beautiful. All those, a lot of those games from this creator have uh, reviewed very well and people really like them. I own, I've owned Journey and Flower. I just never played them. I don't, I just don't know why. I just, I haven't touched them, haven't touched them, but their new game looks pretty fucking cool. And, oh, so this one, I, um, I didn't, I was really trying to figure out what game it was when the trailer started, and I just couldn't put my finger on it. When the trailer started, I was like, oh, what is this, a Resident Evil game? But it was third person, so I was like, well, fuck, this, this doesn't look like Resident Evil 5. I don't think they're doing the Resident Evil 5 remake. And I was like, oh, maybe they're doing a Resident Evil 1 remake of the remake remake, because they've remade that game 118 times. But no, it was actually Alan Wake two and yet another game that i've not played alan wake before very interested in that game i've had my eye on the the remastered or whatever and i wanted to try it out uh definitely i know i didn't touch it back in the day uh because i'm a little chicken shit and i didn't want to play a scary game like that but this this trailer looked really impressive it looks very give me i definitely got the resident evil vibes for sure and it looks cool, man. It, it really does. I, I've been interested in the Alan Wake series. It's definitely under the radar. But that game looked really fucking good. So we'll see how Alan Wake comes out. I'm uh, fairly excited for it. I hope it does well. And then the thing that was... Uh, I thought this was fake. I'm not going to lie. But uh, they announced something called Project Q. And Project Q is to be uh, Sony's next handheld console system thing. So basically just looks like they... They broke a dual dual sense five and half and shoved a screen into it and then mushed it together and boom, there you go. So I don't really know a whole lot of the details of this thing, but apparently it's gonna be streaming. So I don't know. They're trying to do something like the Switch, but um until it comes out, I I really don't know what, what's gonna happen with this thing, but quite interesting that Sony is going to try the handheld thing again. I mean 
I know there's the PSP and PS Vita fans and lovers out there, but I mean, both of those things failed pretty miserable, miserably. I don't know. They failed badly. Okay. Just like me saying that word. And, uh, I, I had my hand on a PSP for quite a while. Uh, I hated how it felt in my hands. I hated the analog stick and it, um, I think, I don't know, man, but there was definitely some really fun, like Liberty city stories on that thing. That was so much fun to play on there. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Like, I, I mean, in a perfect world, I would love it to be just PlayStation's version of a Switch. Like a fucking portable PS5 that I could take on the go. That would be incredible. I think it's going to be way out of my price range that I'm going to want to buy something like that. I just don't need it. I'm not a big traveler or anything. So it's not something that I'm overly interested in. But definitely on my radar. I mean, I feel like I would rather try and get my hands on a Steam Deck before I would ever buy one of these. But... I think it's cool. I always like to see uh, new things like that, see what Sony's up to. And I really did think it was fake, but apparently it's real. So uh, interested to hear what you guys think about that one. And which games were your favorite throughout the showcase? I know everyone's really upset about the showcase, but I thought it was decent. Like, I re- I had zero expectations. I didn't even know it was happening until the day it happened. My friend was like, hey, you watching it? And I'm like, watching what? Like, oh, the PlayStation Showcase. I'm like, oh, that's happening. And yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I had no expectations. I had no wants or whatever. Like, I guess the only thing that I wanted was a Metal Gear Solid 5, or just a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake or any sort of Metal Gear Solid remake. I got it. Um, I'm quite satisfied with that. It would have been nice to have a date, maybe a little gameplay. But yeah, I could definitely understand why people are very upset. I just, you know, don't. Like, when's the last time we had, like, a really good showcase thing like this? Like, COVID kind of fucked this all up. Like, it killed E3. It killed a lot of stuff, man. So, me personally, like I said, I'm not big on these showcase things anymore. I My backlog of games nowadays is just so big. I, I really just don't want to look at the new games coming out because I have so many that I still need to get to. And I don't want to be clouded with all this new gameplay and all that shit. But... Yeah, I mean, it was kind of hard to avoid it because the the backlash going to PlayStation right now is quite high. People are very upset. Oh, I guess I should talk about Final Fantasy 16. That was also shown off. That game is right around the corner. Um, it, I honestly, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that people are like so incredibly high on it so far. Like, I imagine like people saying that they've they've had their hands on the game, they've played it and shit, but. I don't know, from what I saw of that trailer, I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, like, it looks, it looks good, I just, I don't know, man, like, the, these modern Final Fantasy, like, ever since 13 happened, I, I played and bought 13 when it came out, and I just fucking hated that game, it was god-awful, so, I uh, haven't played Final Fantasy 15, I've heard mixed things about that one, and I, I own it, but I don't know how interested I am really to play it, I mean, at the, at the moment I'm more into the older Final Fantasies, so, uh, it, I don't know, if it reviews extremely well, like, 15 just, I don't know, I didn't hear good enough things about it for me to really dive into that big Final Fantasy right there, but, um, the new one has people very excited, so, I mean, that's good, it's always... You don't want to see Final Fantasy in a bad spot, which is kind of where it's, it was for me a little bit there. Like, I, I really enjoyed Final Fantasy X. I know not a lot of people really did, but I thought it was awesome. I really I loved Twelve, and then it went online, so I kind of went off it, and then fucking Final Fantasy Thirteen was so god-awful. It was just so bad. 
hated that game. And then, yeah, I just kind of lost interest and been going back to the old ones because I barely finished any of them. And the one that's gotten me back into the newer style, obviously, is the Final Fantasy remake. I mean, that game was unbelievable. So... I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit more hyped up for Final Fantasy 16 than I'm than I'm giving off, but again, I don't I don't like to get on the hype train until games come out now because we've all been burned so many times now. Like they're really it's so hard to get on the hype train for games now. Like every time so many games come out broken, unfinished, unpolished, just shitty, bad games. Like I, I just really don't bother getting on the hype train really anymore unless it's like a Zelda, but something that I know is going to be a banger. And I got really hyped up for Cyberpunk, so that one definitely took a hit for me. I was hyped up for Fallout 76. That one took a hit. I mean, whew. So, yeah, I, I try not to get too hyped up before games come out because, I don't know, it's just the way that gaming goes right now. It's really hard to trust these developers. Like, even the ones that we thought were trusted, and, and I mean, like, look at the Pokemon game that came out last year. I mean, holy fuck, I never thought I'd see Game Freak release a game that was just that unpolished, basically unfinished, and I was blown away. But, yeah, man, I think that's all I want to talk about out of the PlayStation Showcase. Like, I, w- I wish we were in a, a better spot. Like I said, like, COVID kind of fucked all these things up. And, it, it, like, things are still trying to get back on track when it comes to, like, gaming showcases and stuff like that. Like, I would have loved to have been able to cover an E3. But, you know, E3's dead now. And the showcase didn't live up to everyone's expectations. So, maybe this is the end of everyone getting extremely hyped up for these showcases because they just haven't been hitting for a while now. So, maybe we can start tempering our expectations and... We'll just have to be patient. I mean, games take longer to make now. They're bigger than ever, and budgets are out of control, and companies, they're they are worth more money than they ever were. So there's a lot riding on these things. So, you know, it's going to take some time. So I, I will be waiting patiently for, for these games to release, especially I'm definitely going to have my eyes on the Metal Gear Solid remakes and everything like that. Hoping there will be more of them, but most importantly, Metal Gear Solid 3 is coming, so I'm super amped for that one. And that'll be it, everybody, so thank you so much for listening. Sorry it may not be the longest or or the most, I don't know, it's a little bit, I don't know, I've done a, done something like this before where we just talked about kind of a gaming showcase and uh, maybe just a gaming topic, but got a lot of episodes on the work. I'm still building up my Tears of the Kingdom episode. I got Final Fantasy VI getting made up right now and some other stuff. So always open to suggestions if you have a game from your past, an old retro game or something that you loved. And I probably, I might've played it too and I might be able to talk about it. If you have any suggestions for an episode, let me know. Uh, top tens, verses. There's a few verses that I have in mind. Uh, Got to start working on those. So yeah, there's definitely, there's always going to be content around here. Going to be a big week. Uh, I'm recording this before all the wrestling goes down, but as of me recording this today, it's uh, we got three wrestling pay-per-views this weekend. I think there's also a UFC, so I'm going to be really fucking busy watching shit, and things are probably going to be a little bit behind because I'm back to work now. My wife is working like a lot lately, so 
we don't have as much time to watch all the wrestling, so reviews might be a little bit behind and shit like that. I might end up moving the hockey cast to Thursday, so if you want to keep up to date with all that shit, just follow along on Twitter. The link is down in the description. If you want more content out of me that, that is not podcast-related, you can go to my YouTube channel, GamerGX Videos. Link is also down in the description, playing through Resident Evil 8 Village right now. And yeah, getting scared like a baby. And I think I'm getting closer to the end. Uh, I think I'm at like 9 or so hours now so generally in terms of Resident Evil games getting pretty close I would imagine so good game I like it if you want to watch grown men get scared be my guest there are videos every other day and then I'm kind of doing uh videos on the weekends so yeah and and hockey's just about done here uh just waiting for the next team to get put into the Stanley Cup final and then we just do the finals and hockey is done then we get into the offseason stuff so there'll probably be some different weird episodes of the hockey cast over the summer since there won't be any hockey hockey to talk about but there'll still be stuff to talk about the draft and free agency all that shit so it's gonna be a busy summer for us here so make sure you're sticking around subscribe or like whatever the hell you gotta do let your friends know about it and sorry that this is probably coming out on a monday and uh, monday suck ass and hopefully this podcast got you through whatever thing that you're doing rather some fucking monotonous task at work or your cleaning at home or you're just chilling on the deck just fucking sunbathing or something thank you so much for listening you guys are awesome we'll be back again soon with some more gx plus cast